All right, ladies and fellows, men, welcome back to another episode of the No Script Podcast. It's your boy B-Rack here, and we probably would have recorded a little bit sooner. I don't want to put it on his shoulders completely, but our boy is back from Florida, Mr. Uh, Dan Dutton. What's going on, dude? Yeah. Yeah, I put it on my shoulders. I can hold that weight, man. But uh, yeah, we went out to Florida for about a week or so. Um, Jessica's sister, her softball team, shout out North Park. In Chicago, they have their spring games out in Florida uh, every March in the last two years because uh, of COVID, man. We couldn't go. So this is her senior year. We went, had a good time, dude. They played pretty good. She smacked a couple home runs. So she's That's out there. Nice, Shout out, Rachel. You know what I mean? She's killing it. And it was fun, dude. We got to get some get some sun on the skin so I don't look as pale as I did before I went. <laughs> is um, she the same one that you were asking, like uh... – me for like therapy advice yeah, which yeah. you won't have any issues okay not issues she's just thinking like that about going in that field oh yeah that's right okay All yeah right, cool. yeah but yeah so it's her, her senior year and um we went down there we took you know technically luke's first trip which was cool man we threw him in the water not like that video you sent me where the dude just <laughs> chucked his child into the water so i don't know figure it out dude uh we didn't do that but uh and next to the bro science and strength <laughs> We set him in there politely and let him get adjusted, and he loved it. He was he was chilling. I got some photos I'll post eventually, but it was a good time. The drive sucked. We didn't fly. We drove. He wasn't a super fan of that, but, uh, yeah, man, overall, it was a good trip. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. I think I've only been to Florida a couple of times you know, to go to Tampa Bay, but, uh, dude, I, I'm rubbing my hands. Are you excited for this one? Because I'm, I'm geeked. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm geeked for this. I think the fans I've, should be, too. The fans should be because what I've noticed is, um, <clears throat> and I'm not coming after any specific necks here, okay, but everybody <laughs> in my followers, okay, and Dan's friends list, apparently y'all don't vibe with basketball. That's fine. If that being the case, I don't want to see anybody in my friends list post nothing about basketball since y'all didn't appreciate our very good episode, in my opinion. Great it's a little episode. biased. Um, but we have a special guest here, and some of you guys on our friends list may have been taught by him you may have been coached by him at some point but to to us and i don't think you didn't get te- uh, taught by him either like it shout out to fagley middle school if any of you guys went to fagley middle school and you did uh track and field or even cross country i believe you got taught or coached by this man okay we had the the combined classrooms i think who was our english teacher mrs uh Sawachka, right yeah mm-hmm. and his classroom was was right next to ours. There was a divider. We open it up, and there was the man, Mr. Derek Hart. Welcome to the show, <laughs> my man. What a great introduction. So, oh. Mr. Hart. We lose you? Hearing me? Yep, there yeah. he is. There okay. he is. Cool. Got it. Hey, what's up, guys? What's what is up? On? <laughs> Not too much. I love the dramatic pause. Just keep yeah. your head just a little <laughs> bit longer. We're keeping that for uh, as like a natural natural occurrence, right? The thing. Absolutely. <laughs> we do it live here. That's it happens. That's right. Live show. <laughs> so, the first time we ever we ever encountered you was in Fagley Middle School. It was seventh grade English class, and I think do, were you like a full blown teacher at the time, or were, were you still like a student teacher? I couldn't remember. Yeah, I was a full blown teacher. I think that was my second year of teaching. Okay, so. Dude, I will kind of give the floor to you for right now, and um, you can maybe start with that part of your life, how you, where you went to school, what what brought you into teaching, and all that stuff. So yeah, I went to IUN, um, you know, straight out of high school. 
Um, really had no idea what I wanted to do um, as far as like a, as a job or a career. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I had always liked like the rate, like radio. I had always thought it was cool to be like a radio DJ, uh, which is funny with all the technical issues we're having. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had always liked listening. Like that's what I did as a kid. Like I, we would like do like fake radio station, like, you know, play that or whatever. Um, so when I went to IUN, um, I was like, that's what I want to do. And so I like started looking at their majors and they had a communications major, but it wasn't very long before I realized, Oh, this has nothing to do with radio <laughs> or like business communication. Right. Um, so it was like, you know, HR and stuff like that. But at that point, like I still had no idea what I was going to do. So I just kept going to school and, you know, whatever, taking those classes. Um, and then I, yeah, I, at some point I started substitute teaching. Um, that's when I met like all of our, our friends that we play basketball with and stuff. Like, um, they were all like eighth graders when I was like in college, uh, so, like Lorenzo and all those guys. Um, so yeah, I was a sub and I was like, man, this is like, cool. You know, like I, I connected with like the kids and stuff. Um, I was like, I could see myself doing this plus like summertime off, like didn't sound like that bad of an idea. Um, so, uh, yeah, I switched my major. Like I was about ready to graduate and switch my major um i took a class where they're pretty much just telling you all the bad things about teaching and, <laughs> and they're like you know like kids don't respect you you don't get paid a lot of money blah blah blah. and i was like what am i doing <laughs> so I, I went to my uh advisor and i was like what do i need to take to graduate with my other degree she's like you just have like two more classes i'm like all right i'm graduating so i switched my major back graduated with a communications degree and then had no idea what i was going to do with that degree um started subbing again like just to make money and then uh yeah like and i'm like this is where this is what i need to be doing so i went back to school for like another like two years it took me like seven years to become a teacher um but eventually got there was uh fagley the first full-time job as a teacher um yeah okay. fagley was my first job i did my student teaching there um okay. And then, yeah, Mrs. Martz, I don't know if you remember her. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, she, she like, kind of, like, helped and guided me into, like, moving into that seventh grade position because there was a seventh grade teacher retiring that year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just kind of stepped into it. So I had, like, the same kids as sixth graders as my student teaching class, and then those same kids were in my class in seventh grade. Um, so that would have been the, the grade above you guys. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So the miles, the miles Mendozas of, of the world and, and all of them. Yes, uh, yes, yes. So, man, I remember that first time when we had a uh, English class with Mrs. Swatchka and, uh, you know, they opened up those divider classrooms and stuff. And we saw Mr. Hart. I was like, damn, I was like, this dude looks young as hell. And then, uh, <laughs> I, I was like, uh, he was always, you were always such a cool teacher, man. It's just like, you were, you definitely knew how to connect with the kids. You were just really fun. You know, and it was no shot at Miss Swashka. Like all the teachers that were there had their own great traits, but I think because you were so much younger, you like connected with us a little bit more. And we later found out you were a hooper. So like that was, that really <laughs> changed the game. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was fun, man. For sure. Yeah, it was one of the classes that I, I looked forward to going when I seen those doors open. I was like, oh, my man's about to lay some tracks down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the songs. I remember everybody trying to tell you to go on American Idol and everything, too. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the calling card. The whole, like, <laughs> Weird Al, like, parodies of all the, like, popular songs. 
yes. you know, to like do those songs in class to, you know, with English English lyrics or whatever for sure. That was great. You were definitely like super creative. I wonder if everybody remembers uh, the patented poster that you had in your classroom as well of a particular artist. I, I remember. Do you remember Mr. Hart? Oh yeah, Amy Lee from Evanescence. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was my girl. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> Do you have a like any memorable moments or like a moment during teaching at Fagley that like stuck out the most? Um, I mean, so many, bro. I mean, like it's it was it was crazy. Um, I I mean, I just I think back on the kids, bro. Like that's like. That's like the that's the big thing is like those relationships with the kids. Um, Absolutely. And just now is I mean you guys are you know I mean you guys are probably what in your thirties now, like almost, almost, man. almost almost thirty. So yeah, I mean, so like you guys were just kids then, and now like you're you're grown folks with like you know you know your own kids and your own careers and like your own families and um, that's that's one of the things that I like was upset about like leaving teaching for this new job because this new job is definitely not as rewarding. Yeah, um, I don't have, you know, I can't like look and say like, well, I help this kid with this or whatever. It's, you know, it's, I'm teaching people how to register people in the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. But I have those 12 years, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, and I live in Portage. So I go to Walmart and I run into two people that I taught, you know, and like, I, I get to hear like, Hey, like they did this or they did that. Um, and that like, you know, that makes me feel good about, you know, about what I did back then. I always have that, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I think one of the like new things that I saw in you is when we when you started coaching with the seventh grade girls basketball. It was eighth or, grade, but yeah, eighth grade. Okay, yeah. I remember that year. I know me and Joey were like the basketball managers, and right, yeah. teaching wise, you were always like you know the fun, laid back, like you know funny guy and stuff. But what we noticed like in basketball, like you were probably 80% more serious. And then that goofy side only came out about 20% of the time. I was like, Oh shoot. Like this, <laughs> this guy actually knows when to like buckle down and do what he right. needs to do. I think because you had, I, I mean, I don't know how, how high or how much love you had for basketball at the time, but I mean, I could just tell from coaching it was high. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, basketball has always been my number one love. Like, you know, I coach cross country, but that was just, they needed a coach. And I, I mean, I had never run before in my life when I started coaching. Like yeah. my plan was just to make them run around the school. I didn't even know, I didn't even know they were allowed to run like out on the sidewalks. And my assistant coach was like a state championship runner. He just wasn't a teacher. And he's like, no, like we're going to go run out on the roads. So I was like, oh, okay. That makes way more sense. But I mean, yeah, basketball is, I mean, I, you know, I picked it up a little bit later. I was like, I wasn't in, until I was in high school that I started playing basketball. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's, and it's so much fun now. My son Dexter is eight, and he like loves basketball so much. I mean, like that's awesome. He like shack attacked a rim down in the basement earlier today, and like broke the whole backboard. But I can't be mad about it because it's like a dude's been playing on that thing nonstop for the last two years or whatever. You know, I'm like I'll get you another one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you ever bring him when we were having our hoop sessions back in South Haven? <sighs> um. I don't know if I yeah met yeah i remember I, actually you were sitting right there i think one time i think you were like on like something like doing facebook live or something and you yeah, and i were yep. like both doing it and yeah he comes up there he was actually uh just there the other day <laughs> he said lorenzo looked like lebron and LeBron oh, said, 
Lorenzo said, I'm way better looking than LeBron. And I have all my, and I have all my hair. <laughs> oh, my but, uh, God. Yeah, so he comes around and, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun, man. It's, uh, you know, I, awesome. I hear you talking, Dan, about, you know, you're Luke, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. It's like one of the best things in the world when they start picking up on, you know, the things that you love to do and, like, you just see it in them, like – just want them to be so much more successful than you were, you know, and it's like, but also trying to like lay back in the cut a little bit and be like, all right, I'm just going to let them find this out on their own, you know, right, <laughs> not yeah, wanting find to push that, them too hard. Find that, that middle area. I just hope he inherits the, the good old Dutton jump shot. And then yeah. he, as long as he's, he has to have a higher, higher vertical than me. Cause mine <laughs> wasn't that great. The jump <laughs> shot was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually pulled out uh, – I, I have a bunch of yearbooks from back when I was at Fagley. Yeah. Oh, man. And, Dan, you signed my yearbook, bro, when you were an eighth grader. what I say? Uh, you wrote, Mr. Hart, you're my favorite teacher, even though I didn't have you. And then you said, white boy ballers for life. <laughs> oh, that sounds like him. That sounds like Dan. <laughs> but, hey, same still to this day. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. It. Oh, man. So you didn't come and you weren't there when sixth grade, huh? You came a little bit later, Dan. No, I was I was in Fagley in sixth grade. You were? I didn't yeah. see I was looking at the sixth grade yearbook. I saw B Rack, but I didn't see it. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I missed maybe picture I, day or something. Yeah, maybe. Okay, guys. So you were there all three years. Yeah, my first first two years in Portage was fifth grade, sixth grade, but I think I was I, okay. I missed a decent amount of days those two years. Gotcha, didn't gotcha. didn't transition to a move well at that age. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that. <laughs> But yeah, so, you mentioned uh, uh, before we continue on the the great middle school stories and stuff. You mentioned that you, you you left teaching. Was that just you got? Was it getting old, or you were tired of teaching, or just something better came along, or what? Yeah, it was. I mean, they had like frozen the the teacher salaries. Um, my wife at the time, she's the teacher too, so we were both kind of like, you know, like kind of our salaries were frozen. We were kind of stuck. We had Dexter had been born, but Paisley hadn't been born yet. We were planning on having another kid. So it's like one of us needs to make a move. And I just, yeah, teaching is one of those jobs where like, if your heart's not in it, like it's not a job you can fake, you know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those jobs where you will just, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. You, we, we all had teachers that shouldn't have still been teaching. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. I can guarantee you that that's the reason is like, they just, they didn't have that like passion or that love for it anymore, but it was their job. So they like continued showing up every day. But the problem is you're dealing with 120, you know, 12 or 13 year olds. Like they're going to pick up on that stuff and they're going to make your life a living hell. Like it's, oh yeah, it's going to be <laughs> awful, you know? So, um, yeah. So that was a big part of it. I just, the last you know couple years of teaching, I just, it wasn't, I wasn't feeling it the same way. And, Really, the only reason I had to keep teaching was that I had the keys to the gym and D-Rack and all them were giving me a hard time when I left Fagley because we didn't didn't have access to a free gym anymore. The Christmas Day uh, basketball games, man. Oh, man. That's where they were at. Epic. Every year, man. For like, I think, 10 years straight, we had Christmas Eve basketball. We still do it. We we played up at the high school this year. Steggy opened it up for us. Good old Steggy coming in the clutch. Coming through on Christmas Eve. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, was I was a spectator sh- to one of those Fagley uh winter or Christmas. Oh, you Eve came basketball. up there? Yeah, yeah. My uh my older brother came with Paulson and I think he played with you guys okay. one of those games and nice, I just kicked nice. it. I was like, ah, this yeah. is 
it's too advanced. If you wanted somebody <laughs> to sit in the corner and shoot, cool. But dude, yeah. you guys are running around way too much for me. <laughs> yeah, good good games, man. For Speaking sure. of running around, I remember like the fir- one of the first few times I started playing uh, basketball at the Boys and Girls Club with Lorenzo and all of them, like on the regular. And I started playing against Mr. Hart. All I knew in the back of my head, like I had played against Zoe, like he was just a great all-around player, strong. Justin could do it all. But then Mr. Hart, I never, I remembered how he used to play, that he just had a great jumper. And I knew that he was big on track and cross country. So I was in my head, I'm like, dude, I don't want to run around and chase this guy. So like, that was my <laughs> only thing when we played. And then I found later found out what it wasn't you. It was when we played against Teddy. Teddy would never stop running yeah. for no reason. Right. Like, just relax. <laughs> yeah, nonstop. Yeah. And I thought that was – and when I started playing against him, Dan, like we weren't – I wouldn't say like we're like super close like we are now. It was like – because there were so many years, there was a huge gap between like when I first saw him like when he was teaching – up until the point where we were playing basketball consistently, I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, you know, hey, what are you doing now? And blah, blah. But then as we started playing more basketball together, like the friendship started to develop a little bit more. And like, you know, it's at where it's at now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it had been a few years because you you hooked up with us through Lorenzo, right? Like, yep. Started yep. working out with him and stuff. And I was like, oh, this dude doesn't look like the little little eighth grader that I <laughs> yep, the little yep. dirty dude that was my basketball manager or whatever. <laughs> yep. My man's leveled up. Yeah, yeah exactly. All <laughs> tatted like, up and got muscles everywhere. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. You're like, wow, you're not, you really kind of bulked up there, didn't you? I was like, yeah, a little bit. A little, a little bit, bit of work. A little work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, right. So I'm trying to think of uh some other things i remember uh tracking you probably don't remember specific stories but uh when i did track and field i think in like seventh or eighth grade i i probably did a, a lot more goofing off than anything else i don't know if <laughs> yeah. you remember like like uh demas and paul ferrand and kevin hinkle scotty carnes and all of them yeah oh yeah for sure dude i i the only people out of that group that i probably keep in touch with the most is definitely um obviously dan chandler demas uh you know, Demas actually just uh, bought a house and he's got his own little one and they live in Indy. So, okay, nice. like literally everybody that that is in our circle that you would know is like just doing great. So you'd be like happy to hear from them. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I so, ran into uh, Irving the other day. You guys remember Irving, right? Yeah. yeah. He coaches wrestling. Yeah, he's at Portage High School now. Yeah. I ran into him up in Moods. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, oh, Those man. from Portage know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep. It's the spot over there. I've yeah, only went know. like once or twice. I think, oh, uh, yeah, just once or twice. I think that one of the softball teams I was on was sponsored by them. Okay, yeah, you got to go gotta go support them. <laughs> Moods, Marcos, all that yeah. stuff. Clancy's. <laughs> so you said before you coached cross country, you had never ran before? Like, No, I mean, I – like thinking back, like in high school, like you know, the day they made you run the mile in gym class, that was like yeah. the worst day of the year for me. Like, <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. And like, yeah, my first day of practice, like I was running like in the back and like I'm like, I'm gonna wait right here for the kids behind us. So it was really because I had to like catch my breath. Yeah, it was it was never a thing that I was like super into. Like I played basketball, I played like pickup football. You know, mm-hmm. play you know, pick up baseball and softball and stuff. But yeah, I had, 
running was never a thing that I was like into. Um, but then like, I don't know, I started doing it. And then like within the, I think maybe like a year after I started coaching, I ran my first marathon and like, it was like the bit, the bug got me, man. I was like, this is uh this is something different. <laughs> like it's, yeah. I don't know. You're competing with yourself on such like all those other sports. It relies so much on like your teammates and everybody around you, but like running, it's like, I don't know. It's such a competition with yourself. Um, and I don't know. I kind of like people thinking that I'm like a little bit crazy for doing that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> you were a little bit. Yeah. And like none of my friends do that. You know, the, my friends at the time, I mean, obviously I have a lot of running friends now. Yeah. But it, was, it was something that like kind of, I don't know, set me apart a little bit to where I'm like, yeah, I'm a runner now. And then my first tattoo I got was a running tattoo. And like, you know, it just, I don't know, it became like a, a very important thing to me, you know? So, and uh, yeah, during the pandemic, like when, covid first hit man like i mean i didn't play basketball for like a year and that was like that's the longest i've ever gone in my whole life you know not playing basketball like but being able to go out and like run every day Uh, i started dating my girlfriend rebecca and like Mm -hmm. we we she's a big runner so we bonded on that like we trained for a marathon together like i don't know just so much of the like mental health side of like just getting out and like being able to exercise when everyone else is like stuck inside like was a was a huge thing for me yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I definitely took myself outside. Did a couple laps around the park uh, when we were yeah. living in Chicago. Yeah, uh, had during to. the pandemic, I was like, I hate running. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. So it was more like a walk, jog. But then once I realized how far I couldn't run, I was like, bro, I need to do this more often. Right. But this is like I was like, I could probably make it to, you know, saying this half, and I I get I'm like halfway, and I'm like stop. I'm like, uh, what what just happened? <laughs> Why is my side on fire right now? Yeah. It's- <laughs> It's crazy. That's what I used to say. Like, you know, you'd get like a, a cramp in your side or something like that just shows you how crazy runners are because you know, what'll make that pain go away. You just stop running and it'll, it'll go away. But for some reason we just keep running. It's like, it's so stupid. <laughs> Dude, I Damn. thought, I thought you runners didn't even get those anymore. Oh no. they. I mean, that, it's definitely not as much, but yeah, you'll get it. I mean, especially eating the way that I eat, like <laughs> it'll definitely catch up to you in the middle of a run for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, they're, a they're, they're a strange breed, those runners, man, but they're, they're good people. Like it's a, it's a cool community to be part of. Like you go to like these neighborhood races and stuff like that. Like it's, it's so different than like, you know, you show up at a, a court to play basketball against guys. You don't know. You're kind of like all side eyeing each other. Like, you mm-hmm. know, somebody gets blocked, they're, talk, they're talking crap to you, you know, stuff like that. It's not like that at races. It's like you pass somebody in a race. They're like, good job, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. I'm like, what? Love that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a, it's a completely different, you know, different community than, than any other sport that I've ever done. So it's a big part of it. You about to test, test the ultra waters, dude. <laughs> that that's uh, I don't think so. <laughs> like, <laughs> my girlfriend's done a 50 miler. Um, she did like a 50 K, which is like 30 something miles last year out in Montana, which was like pretty much like up the side of a mountain. Like that's, yeah, that's too much. Like a marathon distance is about, about as far as I'm, I'm willing to go. And even that, like the older I get, I'm like, half marathons are cool too. (laughs) 5k sound pretty good. Yeah, exactly. You catch me doing 5k. Yeah. I'm sure at some point I'll reach, you know, it's just. I don't know. It's just one of those things, the older you get, like you, you're used to being competitive and then you're not competitive anymore. Uh, like I, I feel like every other time I play basketball, like that, that 
I mean, you guys, you guys will see there. I mean, you guys are still youngish. I mean, I know you guys feel like you're getting older, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's days you go out there and play and you feel great. And you're like, oh, I could play till I'm a hundred years old. And then other days like, what am I doing out here? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just getting, you know, this dude's scoring on me. Like, I'm not even standing here. Like, you know, my teammates are getting mad at me, you know, yep. but, but then I look at Dexter, I'm like, ah, man, like, I don't know. It's like LeBron and Bronny, you know, like, ah, I want to play with them in the league someday. Like I got to, I right, got to keep right. playing so I can play on his team someday so he can, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, that'd be that. I mean, that feeling's got to be cool, man. Once he gets a little older, if you guys get to run the court together a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I didn't, I, I, w- I didn't get married till I was like 33, I think was when I got married. And then he was born a couple years later. So, yeah, I mean, I got started a little bit later than like a lot of my friends. Like, I have friends my age that have kids in like college and stuff now, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what that's like. So, you know, if that would have been the case, then he could have seen me for real at my superpowers. But you <laughs> <laughs> just have to catch me on the on the backside of that. But I'll, I'll still be able to knock that jumper down. That, that's not going anywhere. Ages yeah, on a fine line. line. Yeah. Tell him to put on a VHS or just ask us what, what you should yeah. be like. We'll tell them. Exactly. We'll just go hang out in Miguel's barber shop and we'll just talk about, talk <laughs> we'll about do, hey, we'll do an episode of no script there with video like LeBron does with unscripted. We'll just yeah. sit in his barbershop and talk. Some shop talk. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no script live from the barbershop. Dude, hey, you had you had me full like honest to God. Like when you just said that you had not ran previous to that i remember the first time i saw you run i was like dude this guy is a freak like yeah. this guy looks like he could run forever like <laughs> so you've done marathons have you done like anything else like a tough mutter or like any other <laughs> that's, of those crazy races that's that's a great story actually i did uh i think it was called, called the mud athlon or something like that and uh and valpo lorenzo okay. was the one lorenzo and uh alan you know alan right oh yeah i know alan yeah alan and teddy um, there were a few other guys too. Steve, I think, is that Steve who works out with you guys too? Steve O did. Oh God. Okay. I think, <laughs> continue. I know. I'm. I don't know. Anyways, we. Uh, so it was out in Valpo, and uh, I'd never done one before. You know, I'm like, well, I'm a runner, so like, yeah, I may have some problems with like the like obstacles or whatever, but like, I'm gonna smoke these dudes in the running portion. You know. Yep. So we we're running, and uh, we come into this like little this little like creek bed. And like, it's up to like our shins and then it's like up to our knees. And I'm like, what? And all of a sudden I see like the people in front of me, like swimming. And I'm like, <laughs> like I'm not a swimmer, man. Like I can, I can swim enough to like get to the side of the pool if I need to, but like, I'm not a swimmer, <laughs> bro. I, this thing was over, it was over my head. And like, I wasn't sure if it was over my head. So I like, I like went underwater and the, it was like the beginning of summer, I think. So the water was super cold. Yeah. And when I came up, like I couldn't breathe. Like I had like uh running shoes on, like I was already out of breath from like running. And mm-hmm. all I knew all I knew to do was just say, Help <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of this like mud race. And Teddy, the Marine, grabs me. He like swims me to the side, like we're in some sort of like war zone, bro. And he's like, You okay? You okay? I'm like, yeah, man, go on without me. <laughs> and I like kind of got through it or whatever. And then at that point, I'm like, I just kind of like, just kind of like, like halfway did the rest of it. Cause I was like, I almost died. I tried. So yeah, after that, I kind of had a bad first experience with those. So I've, uh, yeah, kind of stuck to the, stuck to the races I've done. I did a trail marathon, which the whole marathon was like on the trails. That was that was pretty ridiculous. That was probably one of the hardest races I've ever done, but 
yeah, I've not gotten gotten into like the crazy obstacle courses, races, and stuff. That's I don't have that that kind of strength. <laughs> I hear you. That's that's hilarious because I'm envisioning t- Teddy is so intense. I I am visualizing him just putting you on his shoulders and just swimming you to shore. Oh, like yeah, he, he absolutely did. Like in my like Facebook the next two days, I was posting pictures of him being an angel and like like I was putting his face on like a picture of an angel carrying a little kid like with my face on it. And uh, yeah, man, because I mean Teddy's a like Teddy's older than you guys, but like I met Teddy when he was like in eighth grade and I was a substitute teacher. So like I knew him back then is like, I mean, he was like a, you know, a goofy kid. It was like kind of loud, but I liked him, but he was just like kind of getting in trouble in class. And then, yeah, ran into him years later, like playing basketball. And then next thing I know, he's like saving my life during, <laughs> <laughs> during a mud race. But yeah, he's, I love Teddy, man. Isn't it? It's just crazy how, um, you, you said you had 12 years of teaching under your belt, but you got, I mean, look at the people that you know now, like from Lorenzo to Teddy, uh, Justin, and then obviously like us from your teaching days. And then you oh, fast yeah. forward like almost like 12, 15 years later and we're all still here. It's like, it's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. It's super cool. Like I was, I was out with my kids earlier and like we ran into, it was one of my former students, uh, his parents or whatever, they were walking out. I started talking to them. I, and we walked away. I'm like, Dexter, I'm like, how's it feel to have a dad that's so popular, man? Like, you know, <laughs> like you're not popular. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even know, bro. No idea. You'll be the mayor of this town. <laughs> I'm the run ma- this city. <laughs> <laughs> you see that school? You're driving by Fayley Middle School. You see that? I built that over there. Exactly. Yeah, Look around. Look at that gym floor. None of this was here before I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> So I did um I hope this is like like su like super personal or nothing like that, but I do remember like did you have something come up with like your heart like during running? Did you have to take off a of running for a little bit? Yeah, so um I actually had a couple of like weird like health things that happened with me. Um I uh so I start my my heart had started racing uh when I was like it was actually right before I was getting married and everyone just said I was like getting cold feet. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought I was just having like panic attacks and uh, yeah, ended up like going to get tested. And um, it was, my heart was in what is called AFib, atrial fibrillation, yeah. where it was just basically like skipping beats, which was causing it to like um, go super fast. So I've, yeah, like three or four times I've had to go and like, they shock it basically. Um, mm-hmm. So pretty much like you would, you know, like when they're like clear and stick the paddles on there or whatever, but they do it with like these patches um, basically just like reset your heart to like start beating back in rhythm again. Um, so yeah, I've been on blood thinners for like, I don't know, like 10 years now. Um, cause I mean, that's the real danger of it. If it, if it like randomly goes into it, uh, like it can cause like a stroke or something. So it's like basically just like a preventative measure. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not, I mean, when it's in AFib, like I, I'm like out of breath, like it's just, it's, it's just hard to like, like they let, they say I can exercise and stuff with it. Um, but it's one of those things now that we're like, they don't even try to like fix it with medication or anything. They just like schedule me to get shocked. Like it goes back <laughs> to where it's supposed to be. And then like, I think the last time it happened was actually like, like the second week of COVID um, they uh, it went into it. And I had, it was like the first time I had like worn a mask cause I had to wear one like in the hospital, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's weird. Like going to the hospital with, you know, with this weird disease going on, but yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh 
that's one thing. The, definitely not as weird as my other health story. I'll share that with you just because it's entertaining. Um, so I was, uh, when we had our second kid, um, I went in to go get, uh, get a vasectomy to like, you know, prevent okay. having more than two kids. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I go in there and this vasectomy doctor, he's like, um, he's like, have you ever been tested for acromegaly before? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. He's like, let me see your hands real quick. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what is this dude doing? He's like, <laughs> like touching my hands and stuff. I'm like, bro, we're not here for my hands. Like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're here for something else. And uh, so he's like, yeah, just like the way you look. Like, it looks looks like you might have this thing called acromegaly. And he didn't really explain it. He's like, it's just a simple blood test that, like, you should maybe check into getting it done. And so, like, obviously, as soon as my appointment was done, I went and, like, started Googling it. And it's like, it was like this brain tumor um, on your pituitary gland that causes your, like, uh, you to grow. Like, like Andre the Giant had it. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, when you, if you have it when you're a kid, it, like, makes you grow, like, super tall and super big, like Andre the Giant. Uh, but if you have it when you're a, an adult, like, your growth plates are fused. Um, so it, it causes you to, like, like, you can't grow up. Like, you're, you're fused, but it, like, causes, like, your like your forehead to like protrude a little bit. Sometimes it'll make your feet like grow bigger. Um, and sure enough, man, like the dude knew what he was talking about. Like I got tested for it and there was like a little, like a little eight millimeter tumor on my pituitary gland um, had to go like have a surgery. They went up through my nose to like, re like remove it. Um, just like a super random, like super rare like type of wow. tumor that you could get all found out from my vasectomy doctor. <laughs> Damn. So he yeah. just looked at you. And Shout was out like, to the hey. doc. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, I guess the, my normal doctor is just used to how ugly I am. Like, <laughs> this dude pointed it out right away. Like, dude, there's something wrong with your face. <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with your face. I don't think you're born that way either. One, yeah, I feel exactly. slightly slighted, but two, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for looking out. Good looking out, man. <laughs> man, that's crazy. I didn't, I didn't even know Damn. that. When was this? Uh, that was 2017. Um, it was it was funny. I remember it because I had signed up to do this thing that year where I was going to run 2017 miles in 2017, okay. um, which equals out to like six and a half miles a day. Okay. And I was doing it. And then this happened. So I couldn't run for like a few months. So I would like go out and like walk like six and a half miles like every day, like after my surgery, because I'm like, I can't get behind, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it was 2017. It was pretty much like a summer. It was like right after my daughter was born. So like. I wasn't supposed to like pick anything up. So like, I couldn't like pick her up. I couldn't like carry her around. I had this like string thing hanging out of my nose. It was, it was awful, man. But it was, uh, if it had happened like 10 years before, like they would have for real had to like cut me up and like peel my face back to get to it. But because of like, you know, technology and stuff like that, they like go up through the nose to be able to get it. So I'm like, obviously <laughs> thankful for that. Not walking around looking like Frankenstein or anything, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's a W then. Shoot. Yeah, exactly. Things happen oh, when yeah. they should for some people, man. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they they said like if you're gonna have a brain tumor, like this is the one to get. Like this one's <laughs> wow. like not, not cancerous. It's not you know what I'm saying it's easy to remove or whatever. I'm like oh, okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. if I'm gonna have one, I'll take this one. Yeah. It, right. How many times man. have you had to to go get shocked for your heart? I would say probably four or five times, maybe in the like. They I give you a punch maybe, card. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, it's still just as expensive every time I go to do it. <laughs> so I was like, can I get the tenth one free at least? Yeah, I know, right? But can I just like grab onto like the battery of my car and just like, <laughs> just get a little shock from that? Actually, what's the voltage on that machine you're using? Is that yeah, is that standard? Is that standard exactly. all the voltage? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So the job that you're at now, um, is this the same one uh, since you've left like teaching? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just train how to use a computer system basically with, at my hospital. Um, I've obviously moved up, like I've, you know, I've moved up to like level, a level four educator or whatever. So I'm like as, as high as I could go as far as that. Um, I don't really know what the, what the future will go with that. I'm kind of, I'm happy where I'm at right now. It's not like I'm a, I don't know. I've never been, I know it's probably weird for you guys to think that because as a teacher, like I'm managing a classroom or whatever, but I've never been like the, manager type like to move up that way you know like mm -hmm. people would always be like so when are you going to become a principal i'm like i don't want to become a principal <laughs> like, i'm cool going into my classroom and closing the door and shooting hoops with my students like <laughs> right that's what we're doing up in there so um yeah i've been there about a little over six years and uh yeah it's uh it's different man obviously covid hit and so like we're working from home a lot which is weird just because i'm I don't know. I'm a people person. I like being around people. So it's, it's weird. Like I, we have a team, but I don't really see them except for when like two of us are training at the same time in the office or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I enjoy it there. It's uh, you know, it's different. It's yeah. definitely a lot less stress. You know, when you're a teacher, man, like you worry about stuff when you come home, uh, you know, you got kids that are dealing with stuff and um, yeah, it's tough. I guess, I mean, I don't want to, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't go too much. This is a public thing, but you guys had a big thing happen in your class, right? That that mm -hmm. second year teaching, or that yeah, yeah, we did. Teaching? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, what details or whatever. I don't want to give details, but like stuff like that, man. Like you, uh, that that like rocked me as a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like it was uh, mm -hmm. something that I was not prepared for. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you go home and you worry about stuff like that, and you think about you know how that's affecting your students and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I'm kind of glad I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Like my students come in my class and I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, I will never see you again. Good luck. <laughs> you know? It's kind of, exactly. it's kind of nice that way. So it's, I'm glad I've had it both ways to where I've, you know, I have the relationships with guys like you guys where I can see you out and about and talk to you and be able to, you know, listen to your podcast and like, um, you know, catch up on what you guys got going on in your life. Like makes me proud and makes me feel connected with that. But at the same time. I don't mind like not having the stress of the day to day of like having to worry about those kind of things. Yeah. I thought it'd be super stressful to be a teacher, especially like, I guess only if you're a teacher, like you like actually cares. I mean, I had, I've had teachers, like you said, all of us who don't care at all. They're there barely. And then they're out. Right. Uh, but right. we've also had, like, I think of a handful of teachers, you know, and that's it. That actually felt like now they care about what's going on, you know, with us. Yeah, absolutely. and those are the teachers that we've always we've always talked to and we've always liked, and uh, yeah, I feel like it'd be stressful because you get you know invested into some kids and there's so many kids, so there's you know liable to have a few kids who have some you know not spectacular life back home to go home to, and yeah, I'm um, like me being older now, like as a kid, I don't think about that. Like most no. kids don't think about what the other kids sitting next to them is going through at home, but as you get older and you could like see it on kids' faces, I wouldn't. I, I don't think I could have that job. Yeah, no, like, I just, I, 
like when I think of like the like how I was with my students and how like so many students would come up and talk to me like between classes and stuff like that. Like I used to be, I used to think like, man, like I never had that kind of relationship with the teacher where I would like I didn't want to talk to them. I was like, ah, this is weird. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm only talking to you to turn in this homework. Like I'm not, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. that the more I thought about, it, I'm like, yeah, but I had like two parents at home that cared about me and like, you know, like I. I some of those kids that were coming up and talking to me between every, I mean, I had kids come talk to me between every class. I'm like, yeah, they probably don't have an adult that likes that talks to them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it was definitely a, an eye opener for me. Plus I didn't have any teachers as cool as I was when I was in school. No, absolutely not. Yeah. That's <laughs> no shot. Let's be, let's be honest there. So. <laughs> Yeah, you were definitely more than just uh, you and uh, like Dan said, we both have like a, a mutual like teacher that we vibed with in high school. Like you guys, uh, we just had a really good sense of teachers that felt more than teachers. Like you could definitely tell like they wanted to bring the fun, uh, that they were laid back. They wanted you to succeed like outside the classroom. And it's like they gave you more than just lessons on the subject that they taught. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's. <laughs> It's a special yeah. thing to be able to, you know, to have people that are that are willing to do that. Because, yeah, you can obviously just go through the motions and, all right, do these worksheets or, you know, like, but trying to put yourself in their in their shoes and be like, oh, yeah, I remember sitting in classes and when a teacher would do this, this was more fun than just doing this, you know, so trying mm-hmm. to put in that extra work. Plus, like, for me, I would have been bored to death teaching that way. Like, it was more of like, all right, yeah, we're going to have, I mean... Those first couple of years, like when you guys were there, like with the songs and stuff, like, I mean, you guys ate that stuff up, but like, I loved it. That was another thing though. Like as the years went on, I don't know if it was, if it was because like maybe they had older brothers and sisters that had told them about it or video game. I don't know. We blame everything on video games, but you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but like it got to where like, I, I felt like it wasn't as like appreciated by the kids. And it might've also been that when I was teaching you guys, I think that I'd come out with those CDs. I don't know if you remember, but. I feel like those first couple of years I had like eight or nine songs like on the CD. You I did. promise like by, by like my year, like eight or nine, there were, there would be like 20 songs on the CD. I had like hundreds of songs that I would do a class. <laughs> it was also probably the, like, dude, we have to listen to this dude sing again. Like <laughs> <laughs> it went from being, you should go to American Idol. Be like, I wish I was watching American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, I don't know. It, it, you know, it, it, it caught up eventually to where I was like, what, do, you know, who, who am I doing this for? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, whatever, but I don't know. It was, it was good times for sure. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, that fire had to have burnt out. So, I mean, do you still feel like teachers overall are underpaid? I do. Um, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. I mean, cause I obviously come from being a teacher myself. Um, mm. and I obviously still have, really good friends that are teachers um i can see where people like are like hey like you only work like so many months out of the year like i mean if you figure all that into the salary to where you know they're not working june july and august pretty much they're off two weeks at christmas so i mean if you figure that in you know you're like oh well that you know that makes sense but it there are so many there's so much work that goes into like working from home and then like i told you just like the whole you know, constantly worrying about kids. I've, I know teachers, this was never me. I wasn't, I didn't have that, like, you know, like parenting gene at that point. Cause I wasn't a parent yet, but you know, mm-hmm. people like, you know, Mrs. Guth, I don't know if you guys remember her, but she, I like, do. 
yeah. you know, she would buy stuff for kids and like teachers that were, you know, going out of their way to like, you know, get groceries for kids and stuff like that. And, you know, worry, like I said, worrying about kids, um, you know, it just, it, it, it all adds up and it's uh, you know, it's something. And, and now, you know, now that, you know, school shootings are legitimately like something that doesn't happen just once every 10 years or whatever, like they're legitimately like, you know, in danger sometimes it's hazard pay sometimes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a, it's a tough question. I don't, I mean, in some ways, yeah, they're definitely underpaid um, for, you know, the responsibilities that they have to, you know, be responsible for 120 kids. Like that's a huge responsibility. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I get what people are saying. Like, yeah, we we had a lot of time off of work, you know, but so yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. But I've heard like uh, a couple of different arguments that make, you know, I think they should be paid more just based on a few. I guess it depends also school digital. I know like the Chicago teachers strike all the time and I feel right. like they get like I know, you know, um, like my brother-in-law, like he has a like his high school baseball coach who taught like, you know, maybe a gym class or something he was a coach and he was getting paid like six figures at that school and he didn't really do anything. I was like, how is he getting paid that much? Right. Like in general for teachers who don't get paid a lot, when you think about it, like, yeah, you get summers off, but even if you think about it as a community, like we want our kids to be educated. Yep. And like, so like people that are like, well, they get paid enough. They're fine. It's like, what do you mean? You want your kid to be educated. So wouldn't you want to pay good teachers enough to stick around? I mean, that's, that's the thing is you want, you want your, kids to be taught by the best like by the best like the, the smartest people and if you're paying at a lower rate then that's gonna attract you know you're gonna attract some of those people that want to be teachers just because they feel it as a calling and I think that's a problem with the field as well is that people view it as a calling instead of a job like I'm called to be a teacher like this is mm-hmm. my my moat or this is my purpose in life to help kids you know it's like, yeah, but you also need to be able to like afford to pay your bills. And like, so I think they take advantage of that, that, oh, they're, they're going to do it no matter what, because they want to take care of kids. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like, no, we, we need to take care of them, like, you know, financially as well. And yeah, I mean, there's that old, there's an old saying that says like those that can do and those that can't teach. So it's mm-hmm. basically saying like, if you could be an astronaut or, you know, you're great at flying an airplane then you're going to be a pilot. But if you don't know how to do it, then maybe you could just teach other people how to do it because you don't, you know, and that's, you don't want to get into that to where like, we want like the best mathematicians, you know, and the best, you know, writers or whatever. We want them to be teachers because those are the ones that we, we want teaching our kids to bring them up, to motivate them, to inspire them. Um, but yeah, when your salaries are low and things like that, those aren't the kind of people that you're going to be um, attracting to the position because they're going to be wanting to do, you know, things where they're making the money so for sure yeah, yeah i've seen like another argument was talking about like somebody's like i don't know you guys are just like somebody was trying to call teachers like babysitters and they were like they flipped it on the like, okay cool if we're babysitters i have a class of like how much would you pay per day for somebody to watch your kid right like 50 bucks okay well i got you know this many kids i see every day right so 50 bucks for a kid is gonna now i'm making more than you're more. making so yeah, like, exactly Amy like, as a babysitter, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, dude. I think, like, some of the worst teachers I ever had, I didn't really have, like, if I think back, like, no teacher sticks out to me that was, like, a terrible teacher until I got to college. I had, like, especially for going for, like, a very technical and, like, hard degree. Right. I had two teachers come to mind that were just absolutely terrible. 
And one, I understand he retired. They didn't fill a spot. They were like, hey, we'll pay you a bunch. Just please come back for one more year. Yeah. He, he said, fine. And right. he, you could tell he didn't care at all. Like our, our, like when we had our final for the end of the year, and he was like, yeah, I'm not going to be here for the final review. We we're like, well, what do you mean? He said, yeah, show up. I'm not going to be here though. We're like, uh, okay. We showed up. <laughs> there was a TV in the room with a DVD player and a DVD, and it said, put me in push play. There's like seven of us, right? There's seven of us. We put it in. We hit play, and it, we see it's 10 minutes long, and we're like, what the fuck? This is going to be a final for the end of the year, and it's only 10 minutes long? And all he did was give us a board. He's like, okay, this is what the test is going to be on. Chapter one, we're going to do sections uh, one through three, and then seven through eight. Chapter two, all he did was write chapters, sections, no <laughs> examples, no type of problems, nothing. I was like, we all looked at each other and was like, uh, good luck, I guess. Yeah, he was- he was checked out. <laughs> yeah, physically gone, and mentally, dude. he was done, dude. Every yeah. homework he he we at one point was like, okay, I don't know how to do this problem. So, but I you know like some textbooks will have the num the even numbers in the back of the book have the answers, but the odds right. don't. So that he would assign odd numbers, so we wouldn't have the answers or something <laughs> like that. So we're like, all right, cool. But like one of them, I didn't know how to do, so I did the even number and I did all the work, got the right answer. And that's when we realized he didn't care about nothing. He didn't check if our homework was right. He was just 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> I was like, okay, easy A. We got to the final. He did like damn near did the same thing. And this was like, I think it was like uh, like com- computer communications. or so It was like a hard class. Like I was learning like binary and his dude didn't care whatsoever. I was like, all right, whatever. Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. I can't, I can't really recall like – you know, from middle school to high school, like too many teachers that, that didn't care, but definitely gravitated more towards the ones that were, that were animated, that were like very vocal or inspirational. Like, um, I don't know if you ever ran to this guy, Hart, his name was Mr. Munt. He was a math teacher at Portage High School. Marston, right? First name. Marston, yes. Yes. He was a brand new teacher when I was in high school. Really? Um, And he like, he like thinking back on it, like he used to play like he'd have like a stick and like a ball of tape and he'd be hitting it out in the hallway and that's totally how I was. I would I would do what I called an athlete check and I'd be mm-hmm. dribbling a basketball and someone walked by and just throw a chest pass at him. <laughs> if they caught it, I'd be like, You're an athlete. If they didn't catch it, I'm like not an athlete. <laughs> but yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, he, he was is... one of our favorites from high school. Yeah. He was great. He, I I used to visit him at least once a year uh i obviously haven't been there recently since i moved but even even when i was back home i probably missed him for about two years but you know i would go back and uh even like one of my old english teachers i think my sophomore year he ended up eventually becoming the principal at uh porch high school uh west the uh the freshman building okay and he was another great teacher but yeah mr munt because me and dan we both had what was it just regular algebra I think uh, it was Algebra part. 2. Or Might was have been Algebra 2. Algebra. I'm not sure. Um, But, yeah, dude, just – and everybody in our class just absolutely loved him because he just – he brought – everything he did was fun. Uh, He tried his hardest to make every kid understand whatever it is that we were trying to learn. And just – um, it just seemed like everything he said just had, like, another meaning behind it. Like, hey, take this with you for life. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I feel like I remember specifically a couple times of him not – teaching math but like 
teaching us life, like something like personal would happen and he would sit everybody down and just like, and just talk to us. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of like, Oh yeah, that happened. Let's go on. Like he would actually right. like take some time to be like, Hey, you know, stuff happens in life and like actually try to give us like life advice. And really like, if he's seen something like going on with us, he would like, Hey, are you, you doing all right? Like he actually cared. And yeah, uh, just, that dude was awesome. I liked him. Dang, that's so yeah. crazy how how you know him too. That's that's incredible. Yeah. I think my niece had him. Like she's graduating this year, and I think she may have had him. So I yeah, I just recently like talked about talked about him. Yeah. When we were talking about like obviously connecting with you to do this, and I had called Portage High School probably like two, three weeks ago, because I'm like, damn, I wonder how he's doing when I come back into town in April. I, I want to go to the high school to see if I can link up with him and see him. And uh, I called Portage High School, the freshman building, because that was the last time I ever saw him. He was still teaching. And I was like, yeah, um, I, I'm a former student there. And I, this guy was my teacher. I was wondering if he was still there teaching because I, I wanted to, to meet him again. And the lady's like, no. That oh, was so it. Not, just just no. Just no? Yeah. Just I'm, no. I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I hadn't heard um... – yeah, I'm not sure where he's at. So yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude, what if you yeah, just thought just, you were like a, a fucking you want to come and beat him up or something? I like, get it. Huh? Yeah, I thought I'm about a it. Like, student. <laughs> I'm looking for him. Crack, cracking my knuckles. That. Yeah, I was just wondering if he just happened to be in today. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Where's, to him. where's his car? Do you know what he drives? <laughs> so I get it. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm like, well, damn. Like, did I not bring off a friendly tone? Like, I definitely yeah. wanted to see this guy. Like, yeah. but. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. He, yeah, he he would definitely be one that I'd I'd love to talk to again. Uh, cause yeah, he was just a great overall dude, just like yourself, man. It's it's so cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dude, all right. So so obviously we don't have to say names or anything, but the, well, do teachers ever just get into the, the teachers' lounge and like talk about students? Like, do you see this goofball? What is he wearing today? What is he oh. doing? <laughs> hey. I, my, my first year, I mean, yeah, that for sure happened. Uh, my, uh, my first year teaching, I went to like, like the, they had a Christmas party, like at one of the teacher's houses. Mm-hmm. So, all those teachers were getting so drunk. <laughs> I was like, that's when I realized like, yeah, teachers definitely have to get into the beverages because these kids stress them out. And when they get some free time, I'm like, oh, these, these teachers like to party. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah, the super yeah. nice oh, yeah. teacher get some drinks in them. He's over there like, these bastard kids getting on my yeah. damn <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, they're humans, you know. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, definitely for sure. And just like, I mean, we, I, I still have a few friends that work, well, from Fagley that I'm friends with that we meet up for dinner and you know every every month or so we get together and have dinner and just like we just tell the stories man of, there's just certain kids that like just stand out to you man that will you'll always you know it <laughs> mm-hmm. was all it, and it's it you know it's it's the bad kids that you like really remember or it's either like really really good kids that were like star athletes and like straight A's and it's the kids that were just like throwing hammers at cross country practice and like <laughs> You know, you know stuff like that like those are the kids that you're gonna remember and then those those poor kids that are just doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing you're like 
yeah, I can't remember your name, but you also never cussed me out in the hallway. So. <laughs> yeah, so you flew under the radar, so <laughs> yeah. sorry I don't remember you for that. <laughs> Do I feel like I was definitely a under the radar kid all through middle school and high school. I was just kicking it. Yeah. Getting my nothing, grades chilling. Nothing wrong with that, bro. Nothing wrong no, with you that. Stuck out. You were you and Jeremy Colvin were literally the only uh white kids that sat with all the all the hoopers, all the all the black kids and the Mexicans. I was like, damn, I was like, them kids must be really cool, man. They <laughs> out with them. And they all hooped. I was like, damn, so Dan and Jeremy must be really good hoopers. Like yeah. <laughs> tell me that's, that's not stereotypical. Yeah, right. I got I got buckets back in the day for everybody you did. that's all this shit. And I stayed the same height. You did. Except for I remember like one of my I don't know, biggest middle school memories, or just kind of like you know how you, you think about like how all our friends came together. Um and this goes with basketball too, was when I first met Miguel playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And we were at, outside at recess. It might have been the first day, first two days. You know, I we said I'm going straight to the basketball court and trying to play. And I start playing, and uh, you know, obviously everybody starts you know getting more athletic around that age. Some people before others, and I think Miguel might have been before others. Yep. And uh, I I get ready to take a jump shot, and he's he's a good distance away from me. So I'm like, um, uh, easy bucket. I go to shoot, and he takes two steps, jumps up, gets so high, boom, and just blocks it. I'm like. And I just look at him like, what the f- <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> okay. So then, you know, Brian knows about my move. The patent and pump fake started from that day. That day on, dude, I'm, I'm pump faking everybody at all times. Not letting that happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this you, is embarrassing. Do you remember um, when you used to run the uh, intramural basketball league? I think oh. you did it seventh and eighth grade. For oh, us. yeah. I, I was, loved it. Yeah. Those are yeah. We had the team like the NBA team names. We had like a draft. Yes. Like mm-hmm. yeah, we I yeah. I was like, if we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this right. Like yeah, that was that was a blast. Is, yeah. is that something that you just kind of incorporate out of the fly? Like you just like you went to that school year one day one day and you're like, man, I'm gonna do intramural basketball league around this time. <laughs> I think what it was is there were I was there like selling tickets at a basketball game or something. And like some of the kids like snuck into the other gym and shot around. And I think the principal said, Well, you should go talk to Mr. Hart and see if he'll uh start an intramural league. Cool, thanks a lot. So yeah. This got handed to you. Yeah. But no, it was it was fun for sure. Do you remember uh Marcos Cabrales? I because I think you guys talked about him, right? Yeah. In one of the previous episodes. Like you guys were talking about him, and like I kind of remember. But no, not like not like a a strong like memory. Okay, so I'm gonna I feel see like if you've this... seen him, you would you would remember. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna see if this memory way? uh jogs jogs your memory. So okay. he he was a short, stocky, uh Hispan- Mexican uh kid. He was one of he still is one of me and Dan's like closest friends and stuff like that. But he he came in to Fagley the summer of seventh grade. So eighth grade was his one and only year at Fagley, but he couldn't play in the intramural basketball league that we had because his grades weren't good. And I think like three or four weeks went by of games and he would show up all the time, all the time, hoping that he could play, even though his grades weren't there. And I don't know if you remember the one week there was a bat that was flying around the gym and he took yeah. a basketball and he threw it and, and knocked him. it out. Yeah. That was him. That was him. And you let him play. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely remember that. Like, that was, like, crazy. Okay, I just looked in the yearbook. Yeah, I know who he is. My man had yeah, a sniper on that arm. He said, wow. Yeah, 
Yeah, because the stupid adult in charge, me, was like, let's turn out all the lights and open <laughs> yes. the door. I'm you like, said that. Bats <laughs> like the dark. What, what, what is wrong with me? And I How remember Jacqueline. Kids. <laughs> I remember Jacqueline and Mason, as soon as you shut the lights off and they still saw the thing flying away and making noise, I see Jacqueline and Mason run out the door, the double doors, and like close <laughs> nope. them quick as hell. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I do remember that. That was, yeah, that was fun, man. Good times. That was, that was hilarious. Yeah. So there was a couple, a couple, I remember a couple scraps happened at that intramural league that one year we played in it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. It got it got heated for sure, and I I was all right with that. Some good competition, you know. Some fire, you know. Mr. Yeah. probably been in a fair share of scraps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, like, how how old are you now, Mr. Hart? I'll be forty four next next what? two weeks from now. Yeah, bro. Forty four. 44. I know. I, we were just talking about that at playing basketball the other night, and like some of the dudes were like, "What?" <laughs> no way i did not know you were that old yeah 44 in a couple weeks that's insane yeah i know it's crazy how fast time goes man <laughs> so if you had to uh like if you if you had met your because what how old were you when you started teaching like what was that first year at fagley uh, 26 25 26 something like that so if you met your 25 26 year old self right now and he's like he came up to you he's like man what what can what can i do with my what, what do I do with my life right now? Or like, where, where do I take this? Or how do I, how do I proceed? Like, what's the best advice you think you could give him? Oof, that's good. Um, I mean, the best advice that I would give myself would, would be just about like saving money, <laughs> like oh, being, yeah. being better with money. Um, just cause I mean, my first couple of years, I was a teacher. I was still living in my parents' house. Like I okay. listen I listened to you, Brian, talk about, you know, like your story and living, you know, living with your grandparents, I think with your grandparents, right? Like yeah. I said, um, you know, that was me, man. I didn't, I didn't move out of my house till I was 28, 29. And I was a teacher those first like couple of years. And I'm just like, all that money should have just been banked. Like I had like a cell phone bill, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and I just spent it on stupid stuff. Like it wasn't like, I didn't even, it wasn't even like I was like going out to bars and stuff. It was just like, buying dvds and you know <laughs> a, a medium that is like completely obsolete now you know like yep. so just like you know just yeah just that like getting yourself like better set up financially um would definitely be that because i wouldn't like say like oh you're gonna not be a teacher someday you should like i wouldn't say that like i'm thankful for like the years that i had as a teacher and you know the relationships and the stuff that i learned there i mean what i learned as a teacher like i've I use it all the time in my job. Like it, it sets me apart from like the other people on my team. Cause I mean, I came into teaching at the hospital, singing songs about insurance and these people are like, who is this dude? I mean, I don't, what a weirdo. What'd you say? I said, what a weirdo. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but they like loved it. And I'm like, okay. Like I didn't think I'd be able to carry this over here, but if you like this and you're my boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, will, I will make myself look like an idiot. I don't care. <laughs> No problem. There's a price on everything, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, just being smarter about that and, you know, looking more at the future. Because when you're younger, it's just like, I don't know, you live for the moment and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing beyond that moment or whatever. So, would you say that you're uh, happier now than you were at 25, 26 at the time? <sighs> uh, I mean, 
what do they say? Like ignorance is bliss, right? So mm-hmm. am I happier now than I was then? Um, I'm more fulfilled now. Like obviously I have my, my kids and, you know, like my own house and like, you know, just like more settled and um, obviously, you know, dating an awesome girl. I don't, I'm sure if you've seen me on social media. So I'm like, I'm happy now. Yeah. Um, but back then it was, I don't know, it was a different kind of happiness. It was, you know, my body didn't hurt as bad. <laughs> so it's like more <laughs> real fruit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's more of a like fulfilled happiness now, whereas back then it was like, I don't know, just living it up you know so yeah because at that age you're obviously you're doing your own thing and like you know you i don't know if you thought the same way like when you live with your parents one of my grandparents there was like a subconscious thing where it's like i felt like i didn't have to worry as much because i knew there was a roof over my head so yeah you know i wasn't the smartest with money i was just balling out and buying whatever because i'm like oh yeah i ain't gotta pay rent uh I don't have to worry about buying my own groceries. Like I could, if I wanted to, but I didn't have to because I live with my grandparents. So, exactly. you know, but, uh, now like fast forward to where you're at now, it's like now the desires or like other things bring you happiness. Like at 25, 26, you didn't have kids, you know, right. so other, you had other sources of happiness, but now you have this. So it's like, okay, providing the best for your kids or watching them grow or, you know, uh, interacting with them as far as sports go, you know, things that you love introducing that to them. So like, that's probably your other source of happiness right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Do having, having kids is different. Cause I, I remember one time, you know, like me and Brian and a bunch of our friends play, you know, Xbox together, like, you know, every night at some yeah. point. <laughs> right. And uh, we were playing one night and I had, uh, I had Luke, you know, he might've even been like a month or two old at that point. He was laying next, he was laying in his little swing next to me. And he woke up and I looked over and he just started, he was just smiling back, like smiling at me. And I, we were, you know, in our party chat talking. I was like, listen, so you guys are my boys, but like I would roundhouse kick both of you in the face if you would laugh. <laughs> and if that would make him smile, I would do it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, for sure. The diff- different kind of love for sure, man. Like it, uh, yeah, I love So you have friend. a, you have a boy and a girl, right? Yeah. Yep. Dexter's and- eight and Paisley's five. Man, so, that's cool, yeah. man. Oh yeah, it's, awesome. uh, definitely have different relationships with both of them. You know, my boy, I can be a little rougher with him and play sports, whatever. And then my daughter, like whatever she wants me to do, like I'll pretty much do it for her. So <laughs> she, does she does she paint the nails yet? Uh, no, not yet. Well, I'm trying to think if she did paint my no. She gets hers painted by my sister, but she hasn't come after mine yet. But I got you. I, I will totally let her. I, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, I uh, I'm kind of rattling my brain right now. I think I've kind of touched up on everything I've wanted to with you, Dan. I don't know yeah. if you have anything else that you want to ask, Mister uh, Hart. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's it, we talked. Okay, so we talked in the beginning. I was like, no, obviously you're not our teacher anymore, but like. I was like, I feel like I was like, yeah. So we're gonna get Mr. Hart on, and I was like, does he even want us to call him Mr. Hart? Now? <laughs> I was like, he said like, yeah, my name's Derek. I'm like, ah, it's, it sounds weird to say. Like, I feel like if I just called you Hart, sounds better than me trying to call you by your yeah, first yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of where everybody like kind of gravitated towards. Like, even when I was a teacher, like so many people just called me Hart because it was like, especially those first few years when I was younger, it was like, I don't know, you feel more like a big brother than like a, <laughs> than like than a, a parent, te- you know, authority figure. figure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny, though, because, like, yeah, you like 
Brian, you would call me Mr. Hart still, like when we'd play basketball together. And like <laughs> uh, Damian Torres, he still calls me like Mr. Hart. And like most of the guys don't. So it's it's really funny to like to hear like, you know. You can thank my mom for that. My mom, like, like literally from the time we could even talk was always like, you know, everyone that's older than you you address them as Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. or whatever, like, and, and like that just that. carried over, dude. So it's like just a respect thing. And like, yeah, I mean, you're just, I keep you in high regards, man. So it'll always be Mr. Hart, even if, uh, you know, you're not the teacher no more. Yeah. No complaints, man. I appreciate that. Good job so, to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you, I mean, if Brian doesn't have any more questions, I can't think at the moment. Do you, do you have anything for us? I mean, it's been, I know you and Brian probably kept more in touch than, than we have just cause I moved, moved away after, college i mean not far but definitely not enough to go run play ball yeah um i mean i it's i would just say like it's cool you guys have this podcast um like you guys have this one and then i have a couple people that i graduated from high school with that started like a similar type podcast like they've known each other since like middle school and so they just i mean they just get on and talk to each other and like i hadn't Mm -hmm. talked to either one of them and i mean i hadn't seen them since we graduated so like over like 20 years you know and just like listening to the podcast, like just, I don't know, just something about like listening to the conversation between two friends. Like, it's just super cool. Like you just get caught up on it, you know? And I, yeah, it, I mean, Dan, I hadn't talked to you in forever, you know, but like, you know, listening to you guys every other week or whatever you guys come on, it's like, oh, like, I don't know. I feel like we've just been hanging out, you know? So yeah. like, it's it's been cool to like, you know, hear what you guys got going on in your lives and like, you know, catch up on all that. So um, yeah, I, I feel like I do feel like I do know what's going on with you guys just from, from listening to the pod and stuff like that. So I look forward to listening more and getting that out there so you guys can bump up those numbers, you know? Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, one of these days, I told Brian, I was like, you know, we stay around kind of like close to the same same amount of views. But I said, I was like, once we get one that hits, you know, like uh, whatever number we set as like our goal for views or followers – I was like, I, we have, you know, I edited like a, a little T-shirt design or something like that. Yeah. Uh, of like a merch line that I like. I was like, damn, this looks kind of cool. Maybe just order a few, a yeah, few shirts sure. and like raffle off a few shirts to some people, like our, our listeners, our day ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, we get those numbers get, up. We'll, we'll drop Mr. that. Hard the mayor of Portage to wear it around town, you know. And we'll, Ab- absolutely. We'll get everybody, we'll get everybody listening. That's the W <laughs> right there. <laughs> no, that's cool i'm i'm really confident like this one should be really big man because everyone in our class like they absolutely love you man they're they just they definitely gravitated towards you and in, in middle school and stuff even um shoot there was do you remember a danielle schultz yeah 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 okay so um i bowl with her dad actually and then out of the blue somewhere do you remember at one point you were doing like shout outs of like friends and stuff like that i think you posted something about me yeah, with, like, like every rate. day, like I had a different yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So she's like, "Hey, how'd you know Mr. Hart?" I was like, "I mean, he wasn't my English teacher, but this is how I knew." And she's like, "Yeah, he just he posted a memory of you, like of, of something before." I was like, "No kidding." I was like, "Man, I don't have Facebook no more, so I totally forgot about that." So, yeah, dude, I'm pretty confident. Like now that it's Saturday and I got nothing to do tomorrow, me and Dad will come up with posts and saying like, "Hey, this is coming out." The yeah. goat. Derek Hart, he's on our he's on our podcast. You better give it a listen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll we'll share that stuff, man. For sure. Is there any other stories from middle school that you you were planning on telling when you were out here? You when you were on the podcast, or you were just um, no? I didn't you had have, in your back pocket. No, I was just uh, kind of rolling with you guys. I'm trying to 
trying to think if there's anything like from your guys grade um that that would have been something that would have like you know like stood out to me um but yeah no i'm i i'm uh actually there is one you guys are uh enrique i think his name was uh yeah he was a taller bigger kid right yeah like real big guy right yeah Yeah. he was a year a year before us yeah oh he was a year before you guys yeah or no after sorry so if we were in if we were in eighth grade he was in seventh grade okay Okay, so never mind. That's a different class. But <laughs> I just remember him being the first kid that I was ever like a little scared of when I was a teacher because oh he was he, big. like he knocked my stapler off off the desk like they were stapling stuff and he dropped it and I got mad at him. I'm like, bro, I have to buy the stapler myself. And I pushed his binder on the ground and he jumped up like he was gonna come fight me. And there's no. There was no doubt in my mind that he would have definitely taken me out. Like he was, he was a he was a abnormally big seventh grader. Yeah, I'm like there is. Yeah, there's there there's no way that there's no way that this is gonna happen. So yeah, I'm just playing. Let me get that for you. Yeah, exactly. My bad. Here, I, let me put. A, you know what? You want an A? You got an A. <laughs> you want an A? You got an A. Everybody's got an A. <laughs> so man. But yeah. Well, no, it was just. All, all good times, man. Good memories. Well, dude, would you would you be down for a future uh, MJ versus LeBron debate in the future? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, for sure. What's what what team are you? Well, I'm a, I'm MJ, bro. I mean, I, I, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I, duh. Obviously, I'm, I was I'm like what, 12, 13 years old when they started winning championships. I was like, okay, I mean, that's yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah. No, so, so I feel like out of the whole group, like because we're even the people we play. Uh, call of duty with they're only like a couple years older than us so they don't have that vivid of a memory that you probably do because you've watched jordan in his prime and then you've obviously been able to watch lebron so i feel like you yeah. be able to do and I'm, assessment. i'm actually like my first <clears throat> few years of lebron like i couldn't stand lebron because i was, loved mj so much but i have like i have completely turned that around like i love lebron like i think he's amazing like i would much rather play on lebron's team than play on jordan's team <laughs> like mm-hmm. LeBron can actually give me the ball, <laughs> but right, you might catch a hand playing yeah. playing with yeah. MJ. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, yeah. So yeah, that'd be that'd be fun to join. I for sure have to have lots of stories there for sure. Dang, that's cool. So we got we got a a well educated, you know, guy on both sides, but he's Team MJ. So that's okay. I like that. That's kind right, of cool. cool. <laughs> say it's a slight to our 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 side of the LeBron yeah. side, but overall for the conversation, it's it's a W. So. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Well, this is awesome, man. Uh, Mr. Hart, we appreciate you coming on, man. We we love you, bro. And just uh, it's so amazing that we're, we're still friends even after all these years of you just being our seventh grade English teacher. Yeah, for sure. Love you guys too, man. This was great. Uh, looking forward to listening to more for sure. I appreciate that, man. So we're about to sign off. This has been No Script Podcast. We out. Still screaming, still scheming.